This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch. Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Welcome along to Leicester Till I Die's version of Match of the Day. Like to think this one, this is a little bit more professional and a, and a better setup and what have you. But um, you know, the BBC got license stuff frozen now, so Gavin is going to have to take a little bit of old pay cut, isn't he? I'm sure, he can afford it. This is Leicester Till I Die TV, and you uh, thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Even more so, thank you for listening. If you are um, listening on Spotify, podcast pod, I never get that one out. Podcast addict. Um, honestly, it's, it's only cheap. It's only cheap cider. Podcast addict. Google um, and Amazon. This is where you can find us. Uh, 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 
Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Indeed, so we're trying something new today. Uh, It's the first one in what I hope will be a regular Monday night show, and that is the football review show. And what we're going to be doing, we say a bit like match of the day, we're going to be looking back at each of the games, and and Burnley will come last on this as well, uh, each of the games, and uh, a few bits of news that have happened over the weekend. It is the football review show. I'll bring my guests in straight after this. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. I'm ready to rumble, and so is Scott. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Um, I'm very well, thank you very much. And big up to Mike. Welcome along, mate. Um... (laughs) Maybe it's me because I'm I'm a bit older, but when before Sky there was B Sky B and you had a couple of different satellite companies. And the Daily Mirror, I think it was called Rabbit TV or, or whatever, but they, they did topless darts. Now <laughs> with me on this, I've not just plucked this out of the out of the sky. Topless, and when I say topless darts, I don't mean like Jockey Wilson. Or was it Mike Lowe, whatever he was called? Um, I mean, women playing topless darts. I don't know why I thought of that when I was on Mike's channel earlier and he was playing darts on his own with another guy that we couldn't see but was on a different camera somewhere else saying that this is what we got. (laughs) Mike John Lowe. Yes, that was him. <laughs> I, I could only watch it for so long. So too, it's not. It wasn't very nice watching Mike play with himself. But there we go. Good evening, Doug. How are you doing, sir? Welcome along. Good evening, Chris. Thank you very much for uh, for having me and in- inviting me to be a, a, a co-host of this uh, review show. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. You, you're more than welcome, sir. Thank you for popping on. Uh, like I say, it's new, so we're just going to talk about the games. Hopefully, you watched a few of them over the weekend, because I must admit I didn't. So I might need you. Um... <laughs> well, well with, with the three of us, I mean, like I said, the BBC had got, have got Gary Lineker, Ian Wright, Alan Shearer. I've got me, you, and Dan. <laughs> or as I like to call us, in this order, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll take it. I'll take it. I've been called a lot. You you wanted to come on, sir. Don't 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 complain. You wanted to come on. (laughs) And before before we go any further, and I did say that I wasn't going to let this drop. It's like it's like it's like when I uh, when I superclued John Lowe's darts to his hands. He was complaining. I said, "You just can't let it go, can you?" <laughs> I've, I've got to show this again. I've got, I've got, it's got to. I'm sorry, <sighs> oh. Daniel, 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 naughty boy, naughty boy. But, um, sometimes it's better to just treat stupidity with silence and ignorance. <laughs> For those of you that are old enough, this is a little bit like um, Bill and Ben. Don't know if you, you guys remember Bill and Ben. The flower pot men, 
But of course, yeah. oh god, I, yeah. yeah. We on Bill and Ben, they used to have the little weed. We've got Dan, who was the little wee. <laughs> As you say, Bill turns around to Ben and says, Slobber, lobble, 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 lobble. Ben says, Shut up, you pissed. Right, shall we? <laughs> it's all because Doug's on you, see, and he does these jokes. I have to, I have to keep up with Doug. Says Chris, says Chris, the flobber dobber knobhead over there. <laughs> <laughs> Niall, how the devil are you, sir? Um, big up you. It's, should I mention your quiz result? Oh, how did it go? Was it like me in the corner of a room? Was it a non-starter? <laughs> he's, he's not worrying the leaderboard, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> what is all with the Margo now? <laughs> Doug's still sat there proudly at the top. He is. He is. What team, Niall? What team do you uh, support? Just let me know because we might have you on my quiz if we haven't had uh, your team on already. Mike Green says Burnley unbeaten on the weekend. <laughs> yes, they were. Um, apparently, you've asked for another game to be called off, and I think this is this is your plan that you're not going to get relegated because you reckon that if you can get all the games between now and the end of the season called off because of COVID, that you'll you'll have that many to play that you'll still be here that are three years down the line. Oh, still going to play that game. <laughs> Can't relegate us yet, you know. <laughs> to be fair, it's just been one of those where the thing I don't get with Watford fans, they're all kicking up a stink about or oh, typical Burnley when it called off. You brought a team to the turf and got it called off two hours before kicking a ball. Don't have a whinge about anybody else. So, at the end of the day, it is what it is. We had 10 first teamers train on Saturday, so you know, it is what it is, it's just one of them and I found out tonight that my son has got COVID as well, so which is a bit crap because I had him yesterday, I had him yesterday but it's so but luckily I'm I'm hoping the antibodies are still with me from Christmas and New Year so Well, I'll tell you what Dan you you promote heavily your show, it's a charity to do with mental health, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you, I, you I want do to give do a, a shout out because you're that bloody miserable with everything that's going wrong with you. We're all going to need it by <laughs> the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, my, uh, my stepbrother and everybody else, they, they sort of like help run this uh, casual man's uh, male mental health charity do uh, on Mondays. Um, and to be fair, it was just something that they put together at first, but they've now decided to get it officially named uh, government charity organisation now. So it's something I'm planning to get involved in. My uh, stepbrother wants me to get involved in it. Uh, and he, he says he wanted a creative spark, so he asked me. Don't know why, but he did. So, <laughs> fair enough. But no, it's it's one of those where, as I yeah. say, um, it's quite rough, and I don't think it's spoken about often enough. So Indeed. Indeed it's one of those things not. that needs to be shouted from the rooftops, really. Niall, you say you support Motherwell in Scotland. I'm glad you said that. I do know where Motherwell is. And Man United <laughs> through family connections. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You'd have to be Man United if you were Speaking Scotland, of which, Chris, how's my mother? Is my mother well? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I started something here, haven't I? Can I just say, guys, oh. we'll, we'll have a break in about an hour if you want to go off and get yourself a brew and, and come back because this could be a long night. It really good. 
And you put me off what I was going to say now. I got something really snappy and good lined up. That was it. So we've already got a Man United fan who's done the quiz. So can't do that for you, uh, Niall. But um, no, I can't do Motherwell. I don't think I could get 10 questions for Motherwell. <laughs> Once you get past where are they, that, that's it. <laughs> Terry, good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, the new version of Watch With Mother. Advise <laughs> what I do with Dan's mother. Um, oh. Mike Green says Dan. Right, let let let's um let's let's stop these jokes. And I say the word joke advisably. Doug, I'm going to come to you because I've already spoken with with Dan about this, and but I want to get your thoughts on it. We've been you know we've been joking about uh, the, these games being being cancelled and what have you, but obviously it's quite quite yeah. a serious thing. And there's over twenty games now. That have been, yeah, that we that have got to be played to 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 um to catch up. I mean, what what's your take on it? Frankly, I just think the whole thing is completely messed up now. With the 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 thing the thing the thing, what's really getting at me is that we have clubs that are willing to postpone for one COVID case now. Arsenal got that game against Tottenham postponed. Look, everyone knows what I think. What I think I thought about us postponing the Arsenal Cup game a couple of weeks back. We're just going to have to live with it. We're just going to have to. Li- we're going to have to live with COVID. We're going to have to get just get on. Just get on with it because the thing is, if you if you are now. I think I, I saw something. If you if you now test positively, you've obviously got to self isolate as well. But the thing is, what what really really gets me is we're getting clubs getting games postponed for a one COVID case. Um, like you've got Arsenal bloody selling uh, Mari to Udinese. Like Ars- Arsenal were complaining about not having um, many players uh, against Liverpool. They're not. They're complaining about not having many players against um, uh, Tottenham. Is it any wonder when you're bloody selling all your players? Mari going to Udinese, Balogun going to Middlesbrough. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's there's somebody else in there that, that I've obviously missed. Maitland Niles going to going to Roma. Yeah. So Chris Wood going to Newcastle. Yeah. So the fact the fact that the fact that you're complaining about not actually having many players. Is there any surprise when you're getting rid of the when you're getting rid of like Mari, Maitland, Niles? It's mm-hmm. just it's getting to a stage now where we're going to probably be finishing the season mid July by then. By this, by the sounds of things, uh, the way it's going, just mm-hmm. get on with it. The Premier League need to, one thing I want to say as well: the Premier League after this season, get rid of that twenty-five man rule. I, I I think that has to go completely. Yeah. I mean, it takes me back, Dan, when we were talking the other day, and I, I still think it's two good ideas, one of which came yeah. from Ralph Houston Howell, obviously the Southampton manager, you know, is that, or you say get rid of the 25-man rule or just add five or six players onto it that have all got to be academy players. Because we put academy players out against Watford in the FA Cup. We ended up with six of them on the pitch at the end, and we still beat a Premier League team 4-1. Um yeah. And the other point, Dan, which I thought was good, was where Ralph says, well, when you play those games, you play those teams that would have been available at that time. 
So, for example, you know, if you you know, if Newcastle have got a game cancelled, they couldn't have played it with Chris Wood because he wouldn't have been playing for them when that game w- was on. And I think those mm. are two really, really good ideas. No, massively. And I think as well, like Doug said, you know, getting rid of that 25-man thing, even if you don't get rid of it, at least open it up so that you're under 23s and, you know, under 18s, if they're good enough, can sort of at least get game time. I mean, yeah. you look at football... I mean, some silly quote in a game, but like football manager, if you've got a player that's under 21, you don't have to register them. You know, so why isn't it very similar with sort of real life with the Premier League and stuff? But chuck them in, get them put in there and things like that. But, mm. it, it, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Arsenal, you know, beginning of the season, we're holding Ainsley Maitland now to ransom, basically telling him he couldn't make, get a move anywhere. He's training with the under twenty threes, and now all of a sudden, let's get rid of this. I want to be fair, Doug. This this is no dig at Liverpool, but how did you feel when Klopp's like, let's cancel this game, and then all of a sudden comes out with, oh, sorry, it were ten false positives. I was angry. I was totally, totally angry at that. Fair, Rob, fair Rob just fair makes point. the point here, and it's a fair point. As a fan paying £60 per ticket, do I want to watch under-23 academy players? Do you want to watch a game? I mean, you know, the, the other thing, of course, Rob, is maybe have a circuit breaker where, we, you know, we, we have a break. I don't want to get back to the point where fans aren't coming in, but I I was... I tell you what, when we, when we played Watford, those six players... That, that came on from the academy all put more effort in than Perez. So if you know if you, mm. if you want to see a team Perez is that that is fine. I want to watch a team of people that are hungry and want to take the chance. But um, I just think that's, that's a that's a good way of looking at it though, Chris, because you've got you've got these players that are there thinking, how am I going to get a break into this team? Mm. How am I going to get my big chance? This the yeah. odd one or two. If they look at, unless you're at a big club where you've got a bit more chance of having a bit of creativity, it look look at Burnley. We have McNeil come through. What mm. last person since that was Jay Rodriguez? Last person since that was Chris McCann about four years before. And mm. you, you get one lucky spark that comes through, that's mm. decent. After that, you pretty much all rest ended up going going out on loan to clubs. Then they think, right, well, I feel I'm good enough for game time. Then they want to go permanently elsewhere because they know they're not going to get a run of, res- uh, run of games. So it, the, the fight and the hunger in those young lads to think, yeah. wow, I've just had a taste of like football. You see it in the FA Cup with the young lads when they play and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I've just made my debut for the club I love or whatever in, well, in the FA Cup. We, we, we had six of them on, on the pitch uh, for Leicester Watford, and we still beat a Premier League club, and they still... Embarrassed Perez that much that he had to be taken off. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 all for it to be honest with you. Um, so I but I do get what what Rob is saying, you know. And to be honest with you, I've been sat here we've, we've hardly played any games. I just want to watch football. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, mm. I, I was watching. Uh, was it Leeds West Ham last night? Now I'd never normally watch Leeds West Ham, but uh, but we're going to look. Um, at the games now, so let, let's bring those up. First, before we start this, I just want to say, um, those of you, and I think you both gentlemen, you know, um, that uh, uh, my colleague 
uh, Craig had some bad news over the weekend. So thoughts out and and sympathies to to Craig and his family. Um, he's not going to do the show with me tomorrow. He hopes to be back on Thursday to keep himself busy. So, uh, Craig, I, I doubt you're watching because I'm sure you've got other things to do. But uh, big up to you, mate. We're here if you need us. And um, thoughts go out to you and your family. Well, well said, Chris. Well said. Thank you. Take sir. care, Craig. Take care. So, let's have a look. Um, I, I do like my new fox, I've got to be honest with you. Um, it's the football review. We're going to be having a look at uh, some of the games. Um, unlike match of the day, I know I did joke about this at the start, but unlike match of the day, we will be doing them in match order. So, um, no, Burnley won't come last just for once. Uh, <laughs> the one time they don't play, they don't come last. Who would have known? Big <laughs> <laughs> up Red, uh, Red Devil Studio. Thanks for popping in. Right. So, game number one. And that was on the Friday night, um, Brighton hosting Palace. It was a bit of a, um, a uh, what do you call it, um, local derby, I suppose, even though they're not really local. I can't remember what I went for this on. Have you still got the, the predictions, Doug? Uh, um, yes, yes. I, I certainly do. Uh, we actually both went 1-1 in this game. We? Well, you see, who needs Alan Shearer? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Palace, Palace stay ninth. Um, it's the tenth draw in the most. Um, pretend, sorry, it's the tenth draw, which is the most in the Premier League. And um, Palace move up one place to eleventh. Uh, but they've only Palace have only won two of the last ten games. Come to you for this one uh, first, Doug. Two teams that are surprising me this year because I didn't expect them both to be doing yeah. as, as well as they are. But they've both kind of gone off the boil a little bit. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that Brighton are definitely the draw specialists in this league. Um, and you know, I think that was their tenth draw. Uh, as as you say, it's like it's it's, abs it's absolutely incredible when when you think about it. But um, I saw this game a little bit. Brighton absolutely dominated possession. Um, it was a bit a bit like the the other game uh, when uh, Palace dominated Brighton at uh, Selhurst Park. So. Other way around this time. Um, few dodgy decisions. I think the referee got them right. I think the the disallowed goal that Mope has. I think Butler's got two hands on the ball, and I think that was that was rightly uh, disallowed um, as well. Um, and actually, if you think about it, I think Butland had a very very good game for uh, for Palace. So it'd be interesting to see if Butland's in goal for. Uh, the Liverpool game on uh, on Sunday, but the one thing I'll, I will say about this is that Conor Gallagher, what a player this guy is going to be! He mm. is just in the form of his life at the moment. And if if you put up like a, a team of the year right now, I guarantee you he'd probably be in the midfield. He has been absolutely sensational for Crystal Palace. And the thing is, Chelsea. I don't think he'll he'll. I, I think Crystal Palace fans will want him to stay. I, I highly doubt he will he will stay, but um, calamitous own goal at the end from uh, young uh, from Anderson, uh, which which obviously was a one one drop. But I think before this game, I think everyone would have predicted this to potentially be a draw. I had I had it as draw written all over it, and yeah, it, it was it was actually a good game to watch. Uh, Brighton dominated possession, very very unlucky not to you know get the. I thought Palace were unlucky not to not get a smash and grab like they did last season yeah. but uh, a very good point in the end and yeah as you say both sides are impressed this season for sure 
It was the Friday night game, Dan. Um, just short of 31,000 turned up for it. I, I, as I say, I've got these two completely wrong because I have these two down to be fighting a relegation battle. But it's nice to see clubs like that. And I'm not having a dig at Burnley here just for once. But it's nice to see clubs like that doing well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because you sometimes always expect to be, you know, it's the big boys this, the big boys that. And, you know, it's always nice to see that underdog sort of doing well. And, yeah, OK, as a fan of a fellow Premier League side for now, it's it's sort of, you know, um, it's annoying from a fan perspective because you're like, oh, shit, like... Especially with Brighton, they're a team that, to be honest, I expect it would have been languishing with us, us this year. Yeah. Um, you know, and with Palace, it was definitely one of those touch and go ones, whether it would work, whether it wouldn't. But with Brighton and the way they've been over the past couple of years, they've been so close to the drop, but they've managed to escape it. They've managed to find a formula and it's worked. Mm. Um, as you say, the base of the game and what Doug said, Conor Gallagher, an absolute beast. Um, if he actually believes in what Vieira's got, uh, in yeah. terms of a contingency plan for Palace, then I don't see any reason why he wouldn't stay. But it's all about believing the manager. If he, if someone turns his head, say Villa, you know, yeah. if, if Villa get rid of players like Douglas Louise and players like that in the midfield that aren't really, you know, getting a run of games at Villa, to be honest, it, it's it's another one there. But then again, yeah. You know, another good youngster, as I say, at Villa, Jacob Ramsey's mm. been doing pretty well as well in the midfield. So that's another one. Um, but what yeah, Palace did got... for this game, Dan. Um, you know, I can't remember. I've got the books upstairs. When my head been up my arse past couple of days, I can't remember. And that's not no, a nice no, place for it to be. No, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's wide I, enough to be, but it's not a nice place to I've, be. I've, I've found mine, but I've uh, <laughs> doodled all over it. You know, <laughs> I was I was winding to a Man United fan up there. You can see eighty million. The thing is, though, Dan, a point that that Doug made. Um, Conor Gallagher, if he if he does go back to Chelsea, he's not going to get a game, is he? Not you know, as yet. Yeah, play their own grown players. No, no, it'll be it'll be another one where they'll tr they'll say they want to fit him in because they don't want to sell him they don't want to sell him off, or they'll look at it and think right this is a chance of recuperating some good money here, and they'll look at it in that sense. So you know we we'll just have to see how it goes. Really, I mean yes. he's definitely going to get a big money move no matter what. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I think he just needs to. I, I personally, if I if I was in the boots of Conor Gallagher, I'd stay at Palace because we've seen. Jesse Lingard went to West Ham and started playing football and did really well. Went you back could, to Man United could... thinking he could you... have a, a second chance and it's bit him in the arse. So mm. you could you could say you could say that uh, you know um, it was it was kind of a it was a, it was a, it was a good game obviously until you know the Palace goal. Uh, so obviously Conor Gallagher brightened up the game. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was going to be a longer, a longer speech than that. <laughs> did, did you not get it, Chris? Yes, I was trying to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Chris, I will say one thing, because we did take a, quite a few notes on Palace. I think Brighton's worrying factor is obviously up front. It's got to be. It's been, it's, been, it's been their weakest point for the last couple of seasons, yeah. and yeah. even Morpé hasn't started hitting you know, the hearts that he mm. was meant to have hit. So... Someone's got to get there. Player you can let them have Dan. Yeah, they can have Ashley Barnes back if they want. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Can I just say, I thought I thought I was old, but who was it here? Um, I just can't find it. Who, who mentioned Bert Troutman? You're going back a long way if you're digging up that name, Bert. I think it was it. I think it was Rob. Oh, yeah, it was Rob. There we go. Um, where's Bert Troutman? By God, Rob, you're older, you're older than you look. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, so the second game, um, Doug, I've got to be honest with you. Title's over, isn't it? I, I mean, realistically, you should potentially say yes. Um I think realistically it is. I mean, you know, Man City are going to have to lose three or four games and hope that Liverpool and Chelsea can be as consistent as they have been. And that has not been very consistent. Um, the more the game went on, the inevitable that City were going to score. It was, it was almost an onslaught of Manchester City attacks. And, you know, Chelsea had one chance from Lukaku. I was very surprised how defensive Chelsea were. I was surprised that it didn't go for it. As well, because you know, when when you when you think of Thomas Tuchel's sides, yes, they can be a bit defensive, but away from home, they can actually have a goal. They barely laid a glove on Manchester City. Lovely winning goal from uh, Kevin De Bruyne uh, mm. as well. But I think it's safe to say that barring an absolute miracle, the title is definitely over. I mean, Man City, I've put there. They've got the nine points clear at the top. They're beating those teams that are around them. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're going to beat anybody, beat the team that sat in second. They've only lost two games in the first 22 games of the season. Can we see them <laughs> actually losing five? In, 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 I mean, anything can happen, obviously, but, you know, it, it, it's, they're not going to lose that many, are they, Dan? No, I don't even think even if COVID went raft through the squad that they'd still lose five on the bounce, etc., or... You know, lose five games throughout the rest of the season. The the bench is strong. Their second string side strong. Their first team strong. It's City have an array of talent. No, and they've got some good talent coming through as well. You know, um, you've got you've obviously got Ford who's already kicked on. You've got Cole Palmer who's starting to get his stride in a couple of games under his belt. Um, you've got Liam Delap up top for Man City as well, who's coming through the ranks. So they've got these decent players that they're trying to breed in as well. And they can breed them in because they know full well that even if them at half decent are going to play out their skin because the rest of the squad around them is full of absolute superstars. So, yeah, yeah. you can't look past Manchester City for winning the league at all. Um, guys, uh, it's just been announced that Burnley's V-Range fixture against Watford at Turf Merger to be played at 19.30 on Tuesday the 18th of January has regrettably been postponed. I told, you, I told you what Burnley's plan is. When they're still playing this season in 2025, you'll remember <laughs> where you heard it first. Fuck's sake, I'm fed up at Premier League calling these stupid games. Yep, Dan... Dan, it was Burnley. It was Burnley that asked for it. No, I know it were. I know it were. Because, as I say, we, we had 10 first-teamers train yeah. on, that, on Saturday and Sunday. That said, that leads us very nicely on, Doug. Thank you very much. To the first postponed game. <laughs> I told you you wouldn't be last. Um, you've, you've sold your second top scorer, although it's only three, but I think that probably sums your... your, your, your uh, uh, season up uh, to Newcastle, who are actually 
your main relegation rivals, I would have said. Yep. Um, you now sit bottom of the table, and I know you've got you know, if you've got you've got five games in hand on Man City. Are you going to win those five games? You've got to want the points on the board. Um, we stayed tenth, um, but we, we did have five players due to return, but um, mm. obviously, down you know, Bur Burnley scuppered that. Um, Andy Carroll. No, 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 no. I don't care what you say. I don't care how desperate it gets. Andy Carroll is not the answer or the question or the punchline to a joke. In fact, that's the only thing he is, a punchline to a joke, because please do not bring Andy Carroll to the club. Um, that's a stopgap sign, in my opinion. You may as well just put a fat R at the side of us, which it's, it's already pretty much started being etched in. Um, but... However, I look at what you've said and the, see, I was hoping the game were going to go ahead at the weekend because I was looking forward to it. You know, the fact that we're coming up against each other, we we're going to speak about it, obviously speak about it today. We we're going to have like a review of the match and stuff. Obviously, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, yeah. As you say, losing Chris Woods, Chris Wood at first for me, losing him was, I was absolutely gutted. I really were, because I was thinking, no matter what, whether he had three goals so far, he had three goals at this point of the season last season and ended up kicking on to double figures. So I'm not saying that that's going to repeat itself, but there's a good chance it could have done. He was our main source of goals. He's the man that's been up top all season, you know, and as I say, it wasn't a case of selling him, you know, the buyout clause were there. None of us knew about this buyout clause, which I think it's just something to do with the fact that, obviously, Chris Wood and Trippier are having the same agent. It wouldn't surprise me if Chris Wood's saying, uh, I'm a, don't think I'm as settled as I am anymore, even though apparently he's in his comfort zone, which his comfort zone is pretty much behind the last defender with an offside flag as a blanket. So, um, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, I hope it goes. I hope it goes well for him. But yeah, when you lose a player that you can't, you can't keep hold of intentionally. Yeah, uh, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. Uh, as you say, it's it's all about winning them games now. As you say, we've got Watford, we've got you guys, we've got Everton, who could be on. You know, who yeah. be under new management by that point, which they yeah. could have a new manager bounce. Um, Spurs, hopefully, they're going to a bit of a rut before we play them. So it's it's going to be interesting. It really is. But have you got have you got the number for your brother-in-law, whoever it is? <laughs> After you've read those games out, you're going to need it. Um, welcome to the 1892 Reds podcast. Again, but this is the silly thing. Yes, they have got five games in hand, as I said, on Man City, but it's three on others, four on some. The table, you just look at the table, and it's a bit of a joke at the moment. Um, can I? Can I? Can I just say? Sorry, yeah. Can I just yeah. say something on the on the Burnley situation? Are you worried that the Premier League might potentially force you to play three games in a week, potentially? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think that's, that, I think that's, I think, the, that's the more frustrating thing because you've got you've got to think it's getting to that bit busy. You know, we've just gone through the busy period of Christmas and New Year and stuff, and all of a sudden COVID's pretty much just like bulked its way up. It's like it's pretty much got a got a boot up its ass. So over Christmas and everybody's been coming down with it. So yeah, a mad run, a mad run of games. 
I suppose in a way, it, <laughs> is it a, a blessing in disguise? Because we'll we'll have to get used to playing Saturday, Tuesday again when we're down at Championship, won't we? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the point, you know. I was going to come to you, Doug. No, it's not, If Chris. they go down, if they go down, you are going to be playing more games, potentially. Um, yeah. That said, is it going to be any different than a Leicester, a Liverpool, who, you know, because we're going to have midweek games with, with Europe and the FA Cup. So really, in fairness, it's going to be no different for the likes of Burnley, is it, Doug? No, definitely not. Definitely not. And, you know, I, I think I think the thing is that loads of these games are going to have to be played very, very soon because at the, the way it's going, the season is going to potentially end in the middle of July, the way it is going, as I've, yeah. as I, as I obviously said earlier. Um it's the the problem you've got. Obviously, there's games this week. I think Brentford have got Manchester United. I think Brighton have got Chelsea. But the Chelsea game has been moved because of the um, World Club Cup in right. uh, Qatar, which I think is which I think is which I think is that that's the reason anyway. But it they're going to have to find a place to get all these games. Right? I I I think Brent, Burnley. Unfortunately, are going to have a bit of a fixture pile up. It's as yeah. simple as yeah. possible, simple as that. And I do think that the, the the Premier League potentially may force Burnley to play Saturday, Tuesday, and then potentially Saturday again. Yeah, I, I think it's another one of them things where I'm trying I'm trying to see the positives in a negative because, in a way, we might already know what's we're already going to know what what's to come, what we have to achieve, what result we have to get. So in a way, does that spur us on to get the points? Is that an extra incentive? Because we also know what, what we're chasing. So yeah, We said the other day, didn't we? And I don't agree with that. I don't think that it, sh it should come to that. They should save two games until everybody's caught up and then play those last two games at the end of the season. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a yeah. position where, you know, Newcastle... Are, are you know it one of you know seventeenth place? Burnley need two points. Then if they get two draws, they'll put Newcastle down, and you play for a draw. It it, it can't be right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Aaron said there, UEFA have given it um, permission to play games on the same night as Champions League matches. But I mean, we've just had we've just had Christmas. I mean, Doug, when when did yeah. we play you? I can't remember when we played you in the cup. Was it the twenty uh, second of December? So we played you on the 22nd, which was the Wednesday. Yep. We then played um, Man City on the 26th. And then we played you again on the 28th in the league. Yep. So, you know, and we're saying that, you know, we've got these big squads now. We should be able to play these games. Like you say, all these clubs are saying, like, oh, it's too many games. There's too many games. We don't qualify for Europe. Get knocked out the cups. Mm -hmm. that, that saved you a few games, isn't it? You the know. one thing I will say as well, Chris, on you know, before moving on to the next one is usually the Premier League's are, you know, one of those where you know we're always looking at who's going to win the league at the, the top end of the table and stuff. This year, the most interesting thing about the Premier League is the fact that there's five or six teams still in that relegation hunt, and it could mm. all it takes is one or two yeah. results. Look at Norwich. Yeah. We all were sticking a big fat R outside of them. Mm. All it takes is Dean Smith to find a you know find a winning way now. A couple of couple of points that Everton win could spur him onto a, a good couple of a good run. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to say we, we've spoken a lot about a game that didn't uh, didn't take place. I had us down for a one nil win over you anyway. So uh, maybe maybe we should get the pools panel back. Who remembers the pools panel? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we should have that back. Hey, that was like what do you mean? Yeah, that was more controversial than VAR, wasn't it? You know? <laughs> Hang on, Newcastle and Norwich away to uh, Man City. You got them down as an away win. No way, no way. <laughs> you know? But. Uh, can just say the only the only thing that's missing more than um, Chris Wood at Burnley is where, where, where's your missus, Dan? You always bring an audience with you. She's not here tonight. Have you done her in? You did no, say last she night. Sat, she sat watching. She sat watching, but she's quiet. She's 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 tired. <laughs> yeah, that'll be tired of my shit. Right, Doug. Let's come to you with this one. Um, Newcastle United, Watford. They can't buy a win, Newcastle, can they? Even though they've bought no. you know, a new striker. Yeah, I, look, I think, I mean, I have, I have to say from this game, it's like Waterford should have won. Waterford should have won. Sissoko missed an absolute sitter. It's typical, typical, typical Sissoko, isn't it? He, he blazes it over the bar when he had the whole goal to to aim at. To be to be honest though, both of these sides I expected to struggle at the start of the season. I I've, I said I expected Watford to go down. I, I I'm still sticking by that. I really, really do as well. But Gregor from St. Maximan, um, I think I think he's been there, obviously, big, big saviour since obviously Wilson's been injured. But the one thing you do not do, you do not leave an unmarked Joe Pedro. Now, Jamal Lascelles, for is all he has been a good servant for Newcastle, but the thing is, he just does not strike me as a captain. I think New- mm-hmm. I think the thing is for Newcastle, if they were to stay up, I would give Trippy the captaincy. I think Trippy is more a captain than the than Lascelles, but this result does not help either side. And the thing is, Watford play Norwich on Friday. That is already another six pointer. Yeah. Whoever whoever wins or loses that, I honestly say I think one of them will be down. Um but the way that Watford are going, I, I, I can't see where the ne- their next one's going to come from. And I can't see where Newcastle's next one is going to come from either. No, no. Um, hello, Kate. How are you? Hello, Kate. Hello, Kate. Hi, Chris. And Doe. She's got, that a, she's got a nickname for you. Oh, you know you're in, Doug, when she's got a nickname for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a spelling mistake. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's You're a little <laughs> dough man, aren't you? That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Show me face. Yeah, don't try and spell it right afterwards, Kate. It's not going to work. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to make agree, and this is something I never thought I'd say here, but actually agree with Rob here. Because he said exactly the point I was going to make now. I still don't get, and I had a bit of a rant on, on a show earlier with football clubs. They are saying to us now, football clubs are run like a business. Yeah. Football clubs are owned by businessmen. Well, mm-hmm. if they are, all the businesses would be out of fucking business if they run them like they run the football club. Who on that Watford board, and we know that they get rid of the players, uh, the managers every couple of years. When I had um, Fabrizio on, on my show, you know, he said that the, 
the, the, the way they do it in Italy is every two years they change the manager, however well they're doing, and Watford are owned by Italians. So I get that, but who on the Watford board sat there and thought, do you know what? We're 12th in the table. Let's sack our manager. Who can we get in? Ah, Claudio. Claudio won the league with Leicester, didn't he? That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> Did nobody actually say, but he didn't keep Fulham up when they were in the relegation battle? Well, you know... You know well, you know what they you know what they say. Um, there's basically uh, you you know what they say. Water strange donuts made out of, and there's basically weird doughs in the Watford uh, board there. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I I just don't get it. I mean, explain it to me, Dan. Am I am I not seeing something here? But I mean, Watford, how's it worked out for you? Twelfth when you got him in, seventeenth now. Yeah, it's silly. Uh, you know, and it, it, it started with our manager. You know, they came in, they sacked Dash because they didn't think he had enough, you know, credentials for the job. Brought in uh, Zola. And, you know, okay, they, he, he stayed there for a bit, you know, got, funnily enough, you know, the game against you, the um, knockout penalty and Troy Deeney up the other end and stuff. Thought I'll get that one in. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, the thing is with Watford, if, 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 well, sorry, can't hear you, Dan. What are you saying? Speak up, mate. Speak up. You know what? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's you know it's stuff like when Elton John were there. You know, I understand. You know, it was more of a director and things like that. But still, he'd have had a quite a big say in what was going on. However, now it seems with the Pozzo family, as you said, rightly so, they they just don't have that knack of knowing that you've got to give a manager time yeah and it's, yeah. it it seems if if you, you take west brom for example you know with slavin village you know he's just he's just grinded out a point against manchester yeah. city and then yeah. literally at a full time whistle shook his hand and said cheers for your service you no longer need us i mean i can't feel sorry for the managers because they uh, they get a huge Payoff. I mean, you know, I, I would imagine Mourinho's earned more in payoffs than he has in wages over the last three or four years. But mm. it's just like I can say, where are they? Where are they getting? Do, do the brains leave their heads when it comes to picking a manager? You know, and in what other business, Doug? In what other? You know, let's say you know the guy that owns Sainsbury's has just you know taken Sainsbury's into liquidation. Oh, Asda, we'll give him a job. It wouldn't happen, would it? No, hundred percent, hundred percent wouldn't happen. And this, this is the thing with Watford is that I think Watford, if I remember right, I think they've had nineteen managers since in this puzzle uh, yeah. consortium, which is way, way too much. I mean, nineteen managers is, is just ridiculous. I mean, they're going to probably have more rings than Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, it's just, it's just <laughs> ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But the the thing with Watford is. How many seasons running do we go through basically Watford and like ask, oh, how many how, could, can they actually keep a manager for like a whole season? And mm. the answer would be no, because basically, um, what's his face? Um, Cisco Munoz was the first manager to be sacked. Now, everybody, including myself, could have probably predicted that because yeah. it's Watford, yeah. It's not just. They all said they would not end the season with the same manager. 
got rid of him, good. had two managers, and then sort of try and br- try and bring in the same idiot back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Doug, but I think Doe's going to stick here. <laughs> hey. Everybody, everybody's there. Anthony, just very quickly before we move on, <coughs> I don't know when it's to take over the show. He won't, hopefully, he won't go in January. I think he's going to wait until the summer. He's not going to sign another contract with us. We've been talking to him for 12 months. The clues are there that he's not probably going to, going to stay. Um, <laughs> I think he wants to wait until the summer. It'll go. It'll, you, you've got a chance of getting him two, two things. A, if you finish fourth in the Champions League, because I think he'll want Champions League football. And B, if you've got 60 million plus. Because the BBC said that they were, we would sell him for 40 to 50 million. We paid 40 for him. So we're not going to sell him for 40, but we would sell him in the summer because then he's only got a year left on his contract. And of course, you're down to the Darkusky sort of situation. So hopefully that's um, that's answered it quickly here for you, Dan. If you can answer this in a nutshell, do you think they would ever sack Dyche? He's sort of got a job for life, hasn't he, really, for what he's done? I don't think. I thought, I thought uh, Eddie Howe did at Bournemouth. No, 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 he won. That's, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, for me, I think we're in a transitional period. I think we've we've got to ditch this long ball sort of, you know, old old style of football. You've got to get with the times and sort of try and make it work. However, at the moment, it is biting us in the backside and it is killing us off. You know, we we are trying to play more expansive on the on the floor football, and it's given us cracks in our defence. However, that said, that's going to be similar for Chris Wood now. Chris Wood only had three goals this season, makes a move to Newcastle, and yet all their fan base was slagging him off after one game, even though he's only been there two days, probably had one training session. For me, if you watch that game, there was probably two to three crosses. That was it. And but and two times, <laughs> two times, he's he's managed to get ahead to it. Okay, they've gone over the bar. But when you've got wingers like Ryan Fraser and Saint Maximum that aren't going to whip a ball in, they are going to cut inside and have a shot themselves. Chris yeah. Wood is going to be isolated. He's not going to get the service unless you get a ball out to Trippier, put an early ball in, and he tries to get on the end of it. So. I don't think it'll work out for him if that's if that's the case. But however, Dash and his job, I'd still I'd still keep him no matter what shit storm we're going through. Well, he did last time you went down, and he brought you straight back up, didn't he? But you know, and I don't mind teams doing that because, like you know, we've done it at Leicester, but I just I'm getting totally pissed off while we're still with Watford on Watford on Norwich coming up and going straight back down again. You know, when mm-hmm. you've got teams like Bournemouth, like Burnley, you know, like Leicester, you know, as I still think of us as a smaller team, that come up and make a bloody good go of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they're there. Do you just... understand them sort of teams though, that came up like Huddersfield and Blackpool that sort of had that one taste of it? You know, they've not mm-hmm. yo-yoed, have they really? But now it's a case of you've no. got West Brom. West Brom are like the boing boing baggies because they're up and down. I, I bet they were, every once only, only in the down. last couple of times because before that they were up for about seven years, seven seasons. Well, that's what I mean. And then they started going up and down like a yo yo. And then it, it's a case of like all those teams that are in playoffs or in championship must be like, for God's sake, like we just yeah. 
stay down. We want parachute payments here. We're skin. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, just to say, we won't sell him for 30. That's 10 million less than we bought him. I'll just say two words to you, Harry Maguire. We, we don't sell players cheaper. I thought don't you were doing a Churchill stance then, Chris. <laughs> 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 no, we wouldn't sell him for 30. We might sell him for 60, 70 rather than 70, 80, but we're not going to sell him for that. Um, we don't, you don't sell any player that's as good as him in the form he's in for less than you bought him. Anyway, the next game, Doug. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as I put there, it got Rafa the sack. Um, uh... Everton... We start first week. They were fourth. They've been they were fourth about three times, I think, up and down. And they've just gone. They're the old proverbial rat drain pipe, aren't they? And it's taken Norwich off the bottom. I'm not sure who's replaced them at the bottom, but I mean Norwich are off the bottom. Um, so that was a, it. Was a surprise. I mean, I don't think any of us went for this, did we? Uh, no, you went for nil nil. Which, yes. which I, I have to say, I, I'm not surprised. Um, I actually went two one Everton, so I got the score the wrong way round. So, but Everton, man, like devoid of ideas, like they just are. Like honestly, North City were really, really good in this game, much, much better as well. But the thing is. Everton gave those two goals. I mean, Michael Keane... I don't know what Michael Keane was thinking. He completely yeah. gets gets lost on his own two feet. And, you know, that, that goes past Jordan Pickford before he, he obviously dies for it. Um, Ida, good... I think it's Ida. Ida? Ida? Whatever, whatever, yeah. you, whatever you want to call him, anyway. But it's a good good finish um, as well. And then, obviously, Richarlison scores a very, very good goal as well. But the toxic... Uh, fans uh, that the Everton fans are obviously Benitez Guerra of our club was obviously being chanted and I just felt that throughout that game as soon as Everton lost that game I thought Benitez is gone here yeah. Benitez is gone um, I, I tell you something now they always say you, ne- you never should go back to a club that your fans wanted you out completely and you got sacked by Everton. Everton are wanting Roberto Martinez. No, 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 hell no. That guy will get you relegated. His teams cannot defend for Toffee. All right? He cannot defend. He, he, may, he may well be the Belgian manager, right? But, for my opinion, he's one of the most overrated managers I have ever seen. Cannot defend uh, at all. He is in charge of the number one ranked country in the world, Belgium. And they completely fail tournament after tournament after tournament. So if ever I can get Roberto Martinez, be prepared for relegation. So, Doug, tell us, what, what do you think about Martinez? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you do, funnily enough, though, you do say that... Um, when we got relegated from the second tier to the third tier, first time in our history, it was at the expense. We went down at Southampton, stayed up, and then Southampton stayed, sat the manager, and he came to Leicester, a certain Mr. Nigel Pearson. Mm-hmm. He got us up and he got us into playoff positions. Um, we then were in the process of selling the club. He didn't know anything about it. He had a bit of a fallout and he went to Hull. We had a little bit of a 
dalliance with um, with Sven, um, Mr. Yeah. Goran Eriksson himself, and then Nigel came back. And what happened? He got us promoted with the best season we ever had in second team. I know it's rare, but it, it can it can occasionally happen. Um, but Dan, it was I mean, I I thought it was a very astute signing because I thought, well, they've got a couple of good players in uh, Everton, they've got these rich owners now. Um, you know, Rafa's done it, he's won Champions Leagues, he, you know, he's managed top clubs, you know, but the fans didn't want him because of his Liverpool connections. And I suppose it was always like you say, once it started to go wrong, you know, even if it was a case of he was having to change things around, he, he was doomed from the from the moment he set uh, his foot over the door, wasn't he? Yeah, I think in a way Everton have sort of looked at bringing Rafa in as though they looked at his probably his Newcastle stint and thought, right. Newcastle was a team that it wasn't really gelling, it weren't playing well. And even then, they ended up going down and having to rebuild. You know, is that what Everton were maybe, you know, is that what they thought with Rafa, that maybe he had something about him to help revitalise Everton? As you state, though, however, that, you know, we've been having his Liverpool connections. It's a bit like us, you know, when, when, when we've seen Blackburn doing really horrible and... You know, we've said Agent Mowbray and Agent Keane and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> Agent Rafa were in, weren't he? So, yeah, it is one of them. It's it's gutting to see a club like Everton actually go through a demise. Even, even, I mean, even the rivalry between Liverpool and Everton. I mean, to see a club like that um, go down is pretty devastating. Because aren't they one? Aren't they one of the clubs that have haven't been relegated from the Premier League? Yes. Yeah, I don't think they've gone down, no. So, I mean, I've always, as I say, I've always had a soft spot for Everton anyway because of my stepdad being a blue. But, I, mean, you just, I agree with Doug. You can't, I can't see a way that Everton are going to get out this rut. This all started when they decided to throw the money at, um, at Ronald Koeman and he went and bought Shark like um, Davy Classen. And he, and he completely spent lots of money on absolute dross that probably couldn't even kick a ball straight. Yeah. And and now it's biting them in the arse because they've not... They, yeah. they thought this season, right, that's it. We're going to spend some money. And what did they do? Brought Damari Gray in for, what, about 2.5 million? So much dirt cheap. Not and even got that. 1.6. 1.6. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dan, um, I think uh, Mike's made the point here. Um, yeah, I think there is a little bit of an echo from you again uh, on that. Um, going to say good evening to Jake's dad. <laughs> That's your name now, just Jake's dad. You're famous as that. <laughs> Richard, is that who? one better? Oh, Jake's dad. Uh, well, yeah, it sounds better. better? We'll, we'll see. Yeah, that sounds a bit better, yeah. Um, Doug. Um, Mike made the point here. Ancelotti didn't work. Rafa didn't work. They've got to get it right this time because, like, yeah. like Dan said, Kuman. They've made some huge mistakes, and all right. I mean, I don't agree with sacking the manager. However much trouble you're in, if you haven't got a replacement lined up, because there's no yes. what's the point, you know. Um, but they they must. They must get this one right, even if it's bringing in an experienced manager, because they're talking about Rooney. Um, 
and you know, he, well, you could say Frank Lampard. You know, he, he's the prime example against. Can, can that. I just say, Chris, to cut you there? Can I just say, sorry, why are they even looking at Rooney? He's and again, Lampard. He got one good look. At, these two players have had two lucky stints at Derby, right? Now, don't get me wrong. If anything, Rooney's probably the better calibre of manager than Lampard because Lampard was prom- was given loads of money by Mel Morris as a final sort of let's try and push for the playoffs. Rooney is working miracles with Nafal, the players he's yeah. got at his disposal, and he's now under a transfer embargo, so really doesn't want to lose anyone this January. Mm. It's For me... He, let Rooney do what he's doing and if Rooney had anything about him he'd sort of stay there and keep doing what he's doing and get them out of yeah. it if anything that would be the better thing link, hasn't he? if you're going to but... give it to anybody but... you give it to Big Dunk someone like that so, you know get somebody from inside somebody that literally mm. lit, lit like sleeps eats dreams plays you know proper the, proper Everton man through the it one, and through and the through the one thing I will say about Everton is I don't think it's the manager's fault. I don't think it's the player's fault. No. That owner is a disgrace. Farad Mashiri. I honestly I, I don't think there is a I don't think he is a great owner for Everton. Yes, you might say that like Everton are getting their their new stadium, etc. But Mashiri has made so many bad, bad decisions since he's been at the football club. Bill Kenwright's still there. I don't know how. There's been talk that he's been tempted to potentially go at the end of this um, end of the season. Not Mm. happened. Everton fans fan base is very very toxic. I know a few Blues. They are not happy with with their football club. And the thing is, I've I've spoken to a few Evertonians this week in particular, and they're just they're just getting really disinterested in the whole thing because of the the board the owner just making these stupid decisions like going for Roberto Martinez again is is just ridiculous I don't understand it uh, and to Niall's comment uh, apparently Belgium won uh, what was it what was it uh, Belgium won a major that's a bloody Nations League mate that's a friendly competition that ain't a, that ain't a real trophy I'm talking about Euros. No, I'm no, talking no, about no, World no, Cups. No, 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 no. That's what people say about the uh, English Super Cup. I'm not. I'm not having that. These is a trophy. Is a is a trophy. We would have taken that as English. Hey, you're Scottish. You'd have bloody taken that as a trophy. Question, question <laughs> to you though, Chris. Question to you though, Chris. A year and after two seasons down the line, are we looking at Everton similar to the way we're looking at Watford? I don't know. No, because. Um, I think I think they're, they're bigger than that. I think Everton's problem for me is the fact that they've, they're just living in Liverpool shadow all the time. And mm. you know, when you've got a, you know, I mean, I've got a, I support a team that is it's not only the only team in the town; it's the only team in the professional team in the county. So we haven't got any yeah. of that. For so any rivalry, we've got to go outside. You know, Everton have only got to look across the the park and they see this stadium. It says- it, say, it says it all when Liverpool have more wins at Goodison Park and the Merseyside Derby than Everton have. Mm. Yes. Question from Nippon here. Um, oh, does anybody else have these problems with these stupid bots from China? 
Yes. Uh, with all this mm. like V Rex yes. slash yeah. T. Look, yeah. China, you get you gave us COVID. Don't send us your box over as well. So I, I just I just I just block them straight away, mate. I know you it's a subscriber for you, Dan, but I just, <laughs> I just sort of block them. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Nippon says, question for all of you, are everything getting relegated? For me... If it means they don't take us, if it means they don't take our <laughs> place, then yeah, yeah, swap, no. I'll swap. For me, though, there's worse teams, and I'm sorry, Dan, you're in there. No, the, I agree. The, the, I agree with you. There are three worse teams than Everton, but it will be close. It will be close. What do you think, Doug? I don't think they will go down, no. Uh, as as you say, I do think there are some worser teams off. I, I'd probably put Watford down there. I'd probably put Newcastle down there. Um, I, I honestly think they will survive but by the skin of their teeth. I think they might finish sort of 16th, maybe. Yeah. But it yeah. depends. It depends if they get the new manager bounce. They've got Aston Villa at the weekend. So mm. who knows? Yeah. I, I, I Yeah, I, I just... Like you said, this is a big shout for Dunk to get the job because, but then again, I can remember Newcastle trying that with a coach that loved the club, and I can't remember the guy's name, um, but he absolutely loved the club, and he he, he got them relegated as well. Alan Shearer. No, no, no. It was a coach. Um, he was he was a Geordie, and he lived and breathed the club, and he took over, and he was worse than anybody else they'd had before so sometimes you can be too close to a club um but like, i mean aaron yeah man city lived in man united shadow but man city have kind of done it right you know they're not mm. uh, but anyway moving on to the, 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 the thing is though one thing i will say because we have spoke a lot about everton fair play to norwich if there's any norwich fans in fair yeah. play to them yeah. for getting a result because no matter what, even with Keane's own goal, they still had to try and grab a second, you know, otherwise it would have finished one apiece. So, fair, fair key, play to Norwich. This, all right, let's, let's ask it the other way around then to you two guys. Are Norwich stopping up? No. 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 I, st- I, I, still, I still think they're going down, sadly. I, I am. I do, to be honest with you. But then... Um, I'm just looking for that that uh, that manager. Um, the, the, I don't think I, don't I know what you mean. Did he have? He had dark hair, didn't he? He was only a small fella. He had dark hair. He was. He certainly had hair. Um, Not John Carver, no. Yeah. John yeah, Carver, John Carver. Well, you've waited. You've waited until I caught it up and I leant forward <laughs> to read it and then you he, said it. That's just he, not he funny, is, Doug. That's not he funny. Steve, he is Steve Clark's assistant for the um, Scotland national team. So that, 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 that's, how, that's how I remembered that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Good, uh, good luck, Scotland, with that, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, uh, sorry, Scott says, Big Sam or maybe Harry Rebnap. I mean, Harry's Sam's on... already been there, hasn't he? Everton, yeah, big Sam yeah. already. Yeah, and they gave it in for the season to keep him up, which he did, you know. And Harry Redknapp, good God, he'll be they'll be wheeling him out in his wheelchair soon. <laughs> See him. Um, don't think Everton have ever been in the second tier. No, they haven't. No, Norco. no, uh, no he just can't stay enough score enough goals. That's a good point. Uh, Aaron Mike says, uh, just put a thousand bet on Newcastle to win the championship next year, Chris. Hey, if they stay up, 
put put a thousand pounds on them to win the Premier League. Look what Leicester did. <laughs> I don't think you get five thousand to one odds. Um, Shearer also got Newcastle relegated. He did, but I think yeah, he had about four games, didn't he? But uh, anyway, so the next one. Um, Wolves Southampton. I mean, I know I went for a, a Wolves win, but I only went two one. Um, again, you know, I thought when they we got, you know, they they departed with Nuno, who who went and pushed shove whatever uh, jump. We'll never we really never know for sure. But Large, as he's called, Large is is he's getting things right. He's he's doing well there, isn't he, Doug? I've been very impressed with Wolves. Um, you know, they might not have scored as many goals this season, but I have to say the way that they've been playing under Large, I think he has been excellent. Um, you know, obviously they got the penalty. It's it is a penalty. I think um, I think the bed the neck completely catches Eat Nuri, and I think VAR does the does the job. So a very good penalty from uh, Jimenez. Cody, good good header from him um, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. To be fair, the, the, the first header did go off the post as well. And then we have seen why James Ward-Prowse is one of the best free-kick takers I have ever seen. What a strike. I mean, 35 yards out, he had no right to score. And he's just completely bamboozled Josie. So, like, the ball is like... But spinning, spinning, spinning like the 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 bend on it was absolutely amazing as well. So Ward Prowse is absolutely amazing as well. Mm-hmm. And the biggest surprise in this game, Adama Traore misses an easy chance, yes. and then a second later he goes on his course. Um, but the, it's a very good one for Wolves. Southampton, I don't I don't think Southampton will be dragged into this. I, I've seen a lot no. of people say that Southampton are going to be dragged into it, but I think Hassan Hüttel is a very good manager, and I don't think I don't think uh, Southampton are going to be dragged into any relegation battle. But Wolves, it's just on the way up for them at the moment. Um, the way that they've been playing so far, um, I think their target is definitely top ten for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've got Southampton as being in that group above the ones that are fighting for for relegation. Um, Scott. Says well, we lose Tillemans, blah blah blah. Um, Kate says, "Is anybody who's interested?" But no, no, nobody's interested. Kate, it's Burnley. Who's interested in that? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and and we're just giving Mike the full time results now because he didn't he didn't know it was three one. Already <laughs> been linked with moving away. I don't know. I don't see. It. I mean, he's he's fast, but you know, like you say, he's not exactly prolific in front of goal. The only thing is, it's hard to grab him and bring him down because he'd slip through your fingers. He's got that much bloody stuff oil on him. Well, to uh, be I'm... to be fair, to be fair, Chris, he is like Dan. He's basically Dan James, but with big, big muscles. So that that's what he is, <laughs> and he has the end product of a bowling ball half the time. So yeah, very yeah. fortunate to get a goal. But I'm surprised, Dan, that Connor Cody hasn't somebody hasn't come in for Connor Cody. Yeah, interesting. Um, because he's a de- really decent centre back. Uh, mm. If anything, I prefer him playing for England than that thug, thug Tyrone Mings. Um, however, I mean, it, it, it's one of them though. Wolves have been playing decent, haven't they? So um, in the last couple of games, especially, he's Mister Wolves in a way, isn't he, Conor Cody? He's sort of 
He's yeah. like Ben Mee. He's like Ben Mee to us in a way. He's, yeah. he's sort of like you, you lose him. It's you've lost a, a staple in the in the back line. Um, for me, I just want to touch on James Ward Prowse. Is that ever? Are we speaking about James Ward Prowse as though the free kick? You know his free kick ability is second to none. We know that. I think if you, if James Ward Prowse had the same ability as Declan Rass with that free kick ability we would be speaking about one of the best English midfielders of our era yeah however James Ward-Prowse is based on his free kick ability just like Adama Traore is based on his you know greased up pig run and that's it Uh, Scott says there he agrees but you still have a young and improving uh, Kieran Dewsbury Hall uh, than Ward Prowse. I have to look at that every time everybody puts KDH because I'm thinking of uh, a certain player at Man City. Uh, Doug, the, the, there's, there's rumours that um, all the Man United players have been told to uh, to take the dogs and hand them into the RSPCA because none of them can hold on to a lead. Uh, I don't know. Yay. <laughs> 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 I mean, 2 0 and you got when you cocked it up. I mean, I I mean I have this as a two one to Villa. Um that's a die, yeah. I yeah. as well. But Man United, I just they've we, we both had a bit of a rant on your show. You had a rant and then I thought I'm yeah. not letting you get away with that. I'm gonna have a rant as well. But Man <laughs> United are they they just can't accept what they are. You know, they, they were good under Ferguson. They were average before him, and they are average now. And if they want to be this club, which they are, they're a big club, they're known all around the world, they should have a manager in now. Those players aren't going to play for somebody that's probably not going to be the manager at uh, at the end of the season. We saw that when we won the Premier League with Man City and um, Pellegrini. They sacked him and they announced it with like 10 games to go, and the players gave up, and that was probably helped us towards winning the Premier League. It's, yeah. it's, it's all going wrong, isn't it? It is. I mean, 2-0 up, absolutely cruising, and then all of a sudden the self-destruct button happens. And the thing is, Manchester United made a big, big mistake in this game. Why you kept Matic on when his legs have gone? His legs have completely, completely gone. And Villa brought on Felipe Coutinho, and the moment he came on, he changed the game, played it straight to Jacob Ramsey. Jacob Ram- By the way, let's shout him out. Jacob Ramsey, what a player he looks like yeah. he's going to be. Looks yeah. an absolute prospect for sure. Um, and, you know, him, him and Coutinho look really, really good in that midfield. I know it's only been one game, but the thing is, I think, mm. I think uh, Ramsey is going to be very, very good as well. And then Coutinho gets the equaliser. To be honest... I actually thought Man United had the better of the first half. Very bad mistake by Amy Martinez for the, the first goal. Bruno Fernandes. Look, Bruno Fernandes, I absolutely hate the guy, but you have, you have to give credit. He's a very, very good player. But, yeah. you know, to be 2-0 up, absolutely cruising. Absolutely cruising. And all of a sudden, Villa... To be fair, Villa were the better team in the second half. So they, were, they, were, they, they deserved something from the game. But yeah. the one thing, I thought Cavani was dreadful. Really, really poor, but I don't know if that was because Man United were just um, devoid of ideas to get the ball to Cavani. Um, Coutinho gets the equaliser, and 
you know, to be fair, I thought Villa, this is the thing, Villa look a much, much better team under Steven Gerrard than they did under Dean Smith. Manchester United, I said, I said it last week, I said it last week, and obviously you can go back, you could go back and watch my, my wee rant, you can watch Chris's rant. Manchester United should not be a club that are actually physically hiring an interim manager. You, yeah. you, you don't, you don't. And by the way, whoever is go, whoever is running their Twitter page, oh my God, I that is just so embarrassing. The first thing, Swee, how many Swees can you say in like a week? You used to be a proper football club. And then are you actually taking the absolute piss in actually saying, oh, Donny van der Beek's made 50 appearances. How no, many no, have been starts? You, you sent me that. You sent me that. And I'm like, I, 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 didn't, I just didn't get it. <laughs> how, how, many, how many of those have been starts? The guy yeah. has hardly played. It's just, it, honestly, like... Their their admin page on Twitter is ridiculous, and they're they are going absolutely nowhere. And by the way, if people predict them to be top four, I mean they look a long, long way off top four. They look a long, long way off the the title. They look a long way off Europa League football. And I'd actually say, avoid the Europa Conference League. You actually might finish eighth, and actually might have no Europe. And I think it might actually do you the world of good. Yeah, I mean, I actually had them down as fourth because I thought when Ronaldo arrived that he, you know, he was that missing link, if you like. But yeah, I think they only got him because they didn't want him to go to Man City, you know. And we said, mm. didn't we? Fergie's on the phone. You think you said that, Doug? Didn't you? Fergie got on the phone and said, "Oh, are you coming to us?" Sort of thing. Um, yeah. But Cortin. Coutinho has been linked with Leicester because of the Rodgers link for yep. I don't know how long. You know, every window he's been, you know, and I'm thinking, well, maybe he's past it. I honestly don't think he would be the player for us because I don't think he sit, fit, sit, sits into our mindset. You know, he, he would be the king with, you know, all the princes around him. You know, what we need to do is buy princes, band, you know, band of brothers and all that. But, Dan, you know, the, the, the impact he had when he came on, I'm thinking... Oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's gone now. But, you know, Gerard again, another one proving me wrong. I didn't think he'd do well down here. No, I think it's, you know, a, a, so easy to just say that, you know, you walk into the Rangers job, you walk into the Celtic job. job. It's, it's, it's a given that one of you is going to win the league sort of thing. And mm. a lot of people so, seem to think that no matter what, you know, Neil Lennon literally had nothing behind him apart from a midfielder at Celtic, went in, won some titles, you know, and then, okay, fair enough, Rangers have had a bit of a rebuilding process and things like that, um, which is understandable. And they've gone through a couple of managers, like um, the guy who's now at QPR, Mark Warburton and people like that. Yeah. But then, he, as you say, he's come here, he's found a club that, in Aston Villa, a lot of people were thinking, uh, this is him touting himself for the next move to Liverpool. And fair enough, people may still be saying the same thing because of the way he's getting it right. Would they have been saying the same thing if he had got it wrong? Probably not. Probably not. But however, I do think, I do think that um, what Gerard's done is he's instilled a sense of belief in that team now as well. 
that yeah. Dean Smith had lost the dressing room in a way. Um, and does that come with having a name, being a name, potentially? But the fact I think that... it helps attract players, doesn't it? Oh, of you course know. it does. Of course well, it does. I mean, fair play to Coutinho. You know, yeah. he, could, he could have smashed mm. into post. He could have, you know, really hurt himself going in for that goal by sticking a toe on it. No, yeah. it could have either... It was just one of those, but that's what you get with that sort of calibre of player, that they do not give up. If there's a chance to yeah. be sniffed at, they're there and they'll be on it. They'll hunt you down. Mm. Players like that, they're like sharks, aren't they? And, and they won't give up until they get an end product. So, Are we, are we in danger here, uh, Doug, of doing to um, uh, Stephen Gerrard what we've been doing to Graham Potter, which is probably bigging him up? And yes, they're having, you know, Graham's having a great season, but he's, he's not this manager that walks on water just because he's having one reasonable season where his team's in the top 10. I mean, Villa are still only down in 13th and they have only yeah. still won one in five. Yeah, look, I think he he had a very, very good start when he came in, Jared. He had a very, very good start when he came in, obviously. I think he had um, he had wins against Brighton and I think Palace. Um, and then... You know, he goes on a little bit of a, a bad spell. I think he lost to Liverpool, City, mm. obviously gets a job in Manchester United as well. But he's doing really, really well. Like Villa, Villa were a club that were struggling to begin with at the, the start of the season. But Jar's come in, he's instilled the new ideas across, and Christian Perzel has backed him. He's got Lucadinha, yeah. he's got Coutinho. Um, and now Robin Olsen, which is a bit of a strange one. I, I, I won't lie. I think um, I think he uh, <laughs> he's not the best. Let me let me put it this way. But um, I think it's a very very good. Uh, yeah, that's right. He lost to Brentford as well. So you know, Stephen Gerrard is getting his ideas across. And the thing is, I think mm. I think if you give Gerrard the Brighton job, I don't know if he would do as well. But the fact he's got Villa. I think Villa are a, a sleep a, a sleeping giant ready to be you know wakened for for mm. sure. I think he's going to do well. I, I I can honestly see potentially Villa getting top ten by the end of the season. I mean, he has only been there what is it eight nine games or something like that. So maybe yeah. we're we're judging him. I mean, Liverpool fan there, Doug. Is he going yeah. to end up at Liverpool? Do you think eventually? And would I you think, want him? I think in the future he will be. I think he's gone to Aston Villa to prove himself as a Premier League manager. Um, but I, I've got a feeling Klopp might actually sign on for another couple of years. I think he potentially go, goes in maybe 2025, 2026, and then potentially Gerrard will come in after that. that. I, I, think, I, think there's definitely, I think there's definitely like a plan in place for, for that to happen. But if it does yeah. happen, I don't think it's going to happen for like another four or five years at least. No, and is it all that or dangerous though, isn't it, Dan? Really, of a of an ex player coming back to be a manager and, and it ruined, you know, look at Ollie at Man United, you know, Ollie at United, Lampard at Chelsea, yeah, you know, you know I mean, Ollie was a hero with that, with that, with that, which was off that one goal, and it kind of it doesn't always work out, does it? No, no, it's it almost. It's just one of those that appeases the fans in a way, isn't it? It's almost like the prodigal mm. son is back and mm. things like that. Um, you see it when players return that have had good stints, you know, like when Rooney went back to Everton. Mm. 
after you know towards yeah. back end of his career. It was almost like, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Everton thought they were going to have this goal scorer, but that couldn't clearly couldn't keep up with the pace of the game at the Premier League at that time, which obviously sent him out to the MLS. Yeah. However, it's it's just one of them things where I think it, it'll work well and you've got to look back to the start, you know, when he was going into his managerial career, that Klopp said, listen, come in, do some work behind the scenes with the with the youth system and the under-23s, drop the name, drop the name. Do not think Steven Gerrard. Do not think they're here to play for Steven Gerrard. Um, so... It's it's one of them things where he did he dropped the name he was he was learning himself as a manager and like Klopp said make mistakes do it now do it now while he's not while the while people aren't watching and he has he's he's managed to do something for himself and he's he's got himself a name now and it's not just yeah. the Steven Gerrard the guy who smashes balls in from forty odd yards he's got his name now as Steven Gerrard a manager that's clearly got a mentality to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on to oh, we're on the Sunday's games now. There should have been three. There was only two. Um, it started off with uh, a win for the sort of, you know, the smaller team in Merseyside. Um, uh, you know, the, the the ones that couldn't even beat Leicester, you know, that, that only, in, only in a meaningless cup. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, had we won in, it would have been a, 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 a top trophy. I have this down for a 2 0 to Liverpool. They went one better and got the three. Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool up to second, you're nine points off Man City. It's a lot to ask. Brentford down to 14th. It's the joint lowest they've been all season. Uh, the wheel's kind of coming off Brentford's wagon, isn't it, Doug? Yeah, it is, but. I saw a lot yesterday from Brentford that actually gives me a bit of hope that they'll stay up. I think they're better than the teams below them. And I think that they they have a have a good manager in, in, in Thomas Frank. It looks potentially like that um it looks potentially like that they're gonna get Christian Eriksen, which would be an absolute coup for um Well we've been linked with him as well, so not sure what's happening on that one. Yeah, apparently uh, Brentford are in talks with them uh, at the yeah. moment, but it'd be an absolute coup for, for, for Brentford. But on yeah. the game yesterday, first half, we t- took a little bit of time to get uh, ourselves going, but um, Fabinho, that's now three in three games now, which is mm. mental. Fabinho's only, I think, ever got two goals a season, so he's he's, be- he's bettered his goal tally um, already. Yeah. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, it's the story of Oxlade-Chamberlain's career at Liverpool. Waits eight months for a Premier League goal and then limps off injured. It's just so so typical <laughs> of uh, Alex mm. Oxley Chamberlain. He just uh, just just really he didn't awful. Know he was and then, still playing, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he has he has he's been in and in and out of the team actually quite recently. Uh, so and then Brentford just give us the third goal. I mean, the goalkeeper completely plays it straight to Minamino. Minamino plays it to Firmino. Firmino plays it back to Minamino and obviously scores for you know a birthday goal. But we needed that. We needed a, a, a two three 0 victory. We haven't had that for a while. Uh, so it was very very good to get to get that uh, that victory in. 
you know, to kind of prove that we can actually win without Mane, without Salah, without obviously Naby Keita um, as well. But it, it was a very, very good three points and um, much needed as well because I think we've got Crystal Palace away on uh, Sunday, which will not be an easy game by any no. stretch of the imagination. No. So it was key to get that, that victory. But as far as Brentford are concerned, I think they're not going to get dragged into it. I think they've done just about enough and I don't see the, the team's at the bottom, sort of dragging them in either. No, I, 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 I said Brentford were the one out of the three that came up that would stay up, and uh, I, I love Me it because I do, I do love the little clubs doing well. So I hope, hope, and, and no disrespect in that, but you know, I'd love to see like a Newcastle go down and a Brentford stay up. You know, yeah. before I get to Dan, I, I want to ask you, Doug, as, as a Liverpool fan. Yeah, I mean. I always say that you know Man United have got to look at you because how you know, it took you thirty years from winning your last yeah. Premier League to coming back, uh, and that's football for you. It can you know, and then these these fans of Man United and Arsenal, they've, you know, they've gone two or three years without a trophy, and they're, they're you know they're, they're impersonating Dan in the corner of the room. Um, <laughs> what has happened? I mean, Liverpool. Klopp's a great manager, you know. I mean. Uh, you know, sometimes as, as a non-Liverpool fan, we think he whinges a bit, but he's a good manager. He's done really well for you. You, you, you had that one year, calendar year, where you won everything. There was nothing yeah. that you could, you know, if, if, you know, if there was an egg and spoon race, you'd have bloody won that. You know, there was every <laughs> world club trophy, every European trophy. There was nothing you, you didn't win. But you don't seem yeah. to have sort of moved on from that. This is why I'm hoping to get to the final of the Carabao Cup because it gives you momentum <laughs> for the rest of the season. Like, yes. as, yep. as we all know, Klopp doesn't do, do the Cups, but we've got Cardiff City in the FA Cup. I'd expect us to you know, win that, especially with a rotated squad. Um, watch out for Cade Gordon. That's another one to look out for. Cade Gordon uh, is a very, very good prospect, up-and-coming prospect. I think he could be a, a good one to, to watch out for. But, yeah, look, I think the thing is that we had a spell where for three, four years we were playing relentless football, relentless football, winning, as you said, everything as well. There was always going to be that one season where it just was the, the wheels were going to fall off eventually. Hopefully now that we can actually... Hopefully now we can basically try and win a Carabao Cup Still in the Champions League, you know. If we can, if we're there or thereabouts by April, which which I'm I'm hoping we are, you know, hopefully Southampton do us a favour on uh, you know um, Saturday against City. But I think it's all about if we can win a Carabao Cup, do well in the FA Cup, do well in the Champions League, be there or thereabouts in April, then we've got a very very good opportunity to potentially beat City but as I said it, it looks a foregone conclusion that City are going to potentially go on and win another trophy Yeah, I mean the, the, this was a foregone conclusion wasn't it Dan? Yeah of course I mean going back to what Doug said then he, he hit the nail on the head when he said about that you know they've gone full pelt for a few seasons now and there is going to be that point where they hit a burnout and it sort mm. of they have to recuperate and things like that. You could see the season they were trying to push themselves and push themselves and didn't make it. And then the season after it was a case of, right, we have to be on 100%, you know, every game. And at, 
Mm. You know, fair enough. I think obviously it's a bit shocking as a, as fans when you couldn't be there at the stadium, you know, etc. and things like that. But um, you know, lifting the trophy and stuff like that. But however, you look at it on the flip side, Liverpool have always got the makings of a decent side. I mean, I, I, I'll ask you, Doug. Did you worry? Now, losing players like Mane and Salah to AFCON and stuff like that, did you worry about, you know, how how is Liverpool going to cope now without two main hitters up top? I suppose you do in a way. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, Firmino, Jota um, have been, like, Firmino, he's kind of lost it a little bit. Like, he doesn't score the goals anymore. He seems to be the... Seems to be sort of the provider now, which is which is the the main thing. But he's a very very hard worker. You've got Jota, and there's a case like we had Alex Oxley Chamberlain on on the right the other weekend. And I think I think that kind of worked. Curtis Jones came back into the team, so it, you know it's good to rotate now and then as well. But yeah. yeah, you do you do worry because of 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 two very very good players like Manny's not been the same player. Mo Salah has has having the season of his life so far this season as well so there was always going to be a, a, a time where we were going to struggle and hopefully now we're going to start again uh, past that and you know hopefully we beat Arsenal on um, on Thursday and hopefully we win against um, hopefully we win against uh, hopefully we win against Crystal Palace on Sunday I would say you've got Harvey Elliott coming back as well haven't you yeah he's back in full training as well happy days Sorry, just uh, just talking to, to Scott in the chat there. Um, last game, well, it would have been the last game uh, if it had been played, but um, yeah. Oh no, we well, sorry, I forgot this one. <laughs> I forgot this one. <laughs> I mean, if Norwich wasn't a shock, well, it was a shock. Obviously, Leeds was just as big a shock, wasn't it, Doug? Yeah, hundred um... percent. What a game of football, by the way. What an absolutely fantastic advert mm. for the Premier League. Um, yeah. Look, the thing is, Leeds United had to weather the start. I think they had two players going off injured. Mm. Um, names that off, off the top of my head. I think it was... Um, was it was it Forshaw, I think, went off injured. And I think that... Um, what's his name? Furpo went off injured as well. So... It's a big win for Leeds, um, mm. but for West Ham, you've those are the games you have to be winning if you want to be a top four side. They're the they're the games you must be winning, and unfortunately, West Ham again haven't taken advantage of of their their rivals not playing. Yeah, and I mean, Dan, I love West Ham because to me, West Ham are having the sort of season that we've had as Leicester for the last couple of seasons. And, of course, I would love it to be Leicester again that were in the top four, challenging and et cetera, et cetera, but not to be. Um, so it's nice to see another club um, doing it. And I've, I've nothing against West Ham. Uh, it'll always be like a soft spot for them because, of course, that was the game after, the, after our game with them where uh, our chairman passed away. But the... the <laughs> David Moyes is almost proving a point, isn't he? You know, and had Man United maybe stuck with him, and it was always going to be the the, the, the poison chalice. You wanted to be the manager that followed the manager that followed <laughs> Ferguson, but again, 
you know, we've always said managers don't get time, etc. But he's proven himself. You know, he's he's an astute manager. Yes, he makes the, he gets the odd games wrong and what have you, but they're having a good season, West Ham. Yeah, absolutely cracking. It goes back to what we discussed earlier. You know, like when Doug said about Martinez going back to Everton. This is one of those where it's a make or break. You know, David Moyes, again, was very similar at first. Fans were against him. They were against the board. Results weren't going their way. It was more aimed at the board. I get that. Um, but, you know, it was a case of David Moyes, really? This guy's done nothing. To, you know, his, his career stagnated from Man United to going even further down. And and then even West Ham fans, when you ask them, you know, when Moyes came back in, what did you think? And they went, I thought it were a piss take. Yes. I honestly thought they were taking the piss. But it just goes to show, given time, things can come good. And mm. you, it's, you've, you've just got to trust in a process, trust in a philosophy. And David Moyes has always had that. For me, West Ham's one of them clubs that is perfect for, for someone like David Moyes, just like Everton was. You know, they didn't at the time have the purse strings to just go spend, spend, spend. Mm. You know, even at West Ham, he still brought people in like Dawson on loan and then signed him permanently afterwards and things like that. So it's not been a case of splashing the big bucks. Um, however, you know, he's done what he did. Same with Jared Bowen, signing him from a lower league, like he did with Kale from Millwall at Everton. He's sort of kept that philosophy going, but he's picked out gems. And okay, yeah, yeah, we know that the finances for these players in the lower divisions now cost more, but what a job David Moyes has done. And you can't, you can't yeah. not commend him for what he's done. No, no, but not at it, all. It, you've got to worry for Leeds. You've got to worry for Leeds because even on the back of this result, you know, Bielsa's a manager that only likes to sign a contract on a yearly basis. If Leeds yeah. aren't performing at the end of this season, is he going to go? Does that mean that the that the team's going to be like, shit, what do we do now? Hmm. I mean, Doug, Aaron says there, and they said this a lot about Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce might have gone earlier had the fans been uh, back up at the uh, at Newcastle. Um, like I said, I just think he he's proving. Say, you know, he 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 did okay at Everton. I don't think he was given the time at Man United, and there was that pressure. Not only was he following Fergie, but he was Fergie's recommendation. Um, yeah. He struggled in Spain, which. Was you know, in fairness to him, um, <laughs> not always easy to go abroad and 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 and, no. and it work out for you. Just ask Gary Neville. Um, but <laughs> you know, he's, he came back. West Ham gave him a job till the end of the season. He kept them up quite comfortably. Yeah. They didn't give him the job, and he's like, you know, <laughs> I think he's he's got a job there. I I think he would be silly. To say then go say yeah go on Man United to come knocking yeah I'll come back to you yeah uh, absolutely I, I I think I think the thing is with um, West Ham they gave Moyes time they they, they they definitely gave Moyes time like, he he could have easily given he could have easily thrown the towel after being at Sunderland you know go getting relegated with them he could have thrown the towel after that bad spell at Sociedad as well Manchester United. Yeah. He's a good manager. And the thing is with West Ham is that it's not been a fluke. They've been really, really good in the Europa League. They've yeah. been very, very good in the Premier League this season. Like some of the scalps that they've had at home, like Liverpool, Chelsea, um, yeah. they've got, they go to Old Trafford this um, this weekend. 
they've won there in the Carabao Cup as well. They've knocked Man City out. Yeah. They're a very, very good team, but it's just these kind of games is the ones mm. that they need to be winning if they're top four. I remember they lost to Brentford as well. I think they lost to Brentford. They drew with Brighton. They cannot beat Brighton uh, at, at all in the, in the Premier League as well. So it's these kind of games that they, they need to be winning, but it's been a super season for, for West Ham and, uh, you know, obviously long may that continue. I want to ask you this, say with you, Doug, because I know Dan will be biased on this. I won't. <laughs> we did look at Leeds United um, as potentially being dra- dragged in there, but it's a, such a weird season. Two wins they've yeah. had. First time they've won back-to-back. They've moved up to 15. They're now on 22 points. So they're actually nine points clear of Norwich in 18th. And yeah. sorry to mention it, Dan, they're 11 points clear of Burnley. Like Burnley got games in hand, but um, Norwich have actually played a game more than Leeds. So looking at that, and if they can sort of build on this, I think they may they, they will probably be, be safe at the end of the season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think a lot of people actually said to me that Leeds may be one of the teams to potentially go down this season. I don't see it, but Bielsa is a good is a good manager. Yes, they've not been in a brilliant run uh, at all. They've had players injured constantly. Calvin Phillips, I think, is injured till March. I think Bamford's injured till March. But Bielsa is a very, very good manager. He will get that team playing. But, yeah, I, I think that result in the one um, last week against, um, uh, or, or a couple of weeks ago against Burnley, I think they're safe now. I, I can't see them getting dragged into it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, they are, you know, sorry, Dan, but, you know, I said to you when we looked at the Leeds-Burnley um, game, that was a game you had to win. Yeah, you know, right. these are games, you know, you've got to be beating the teams. around Like Man City are at the top. You've got to be beating the teams around you. Yeah, we didn't get the points against Leeds, you know, throughout the midst of games that we've had called off. We managed to get the one game that went ahead at the turf, which was against West Ham, and we got a point. Um, you know, from that game. However, at the time, going into that game, it was a case of like, that point was like, yeah, it was a point, fair enough. It didn't really mean it. It was like a nothing point. The game afterwards, which was originally meant to probably, I think it was meant to be the Watford game was the big one where if we'd have won that, that point would have become a vital point sort of thing because it would have been like, right, them four points is massive. Uh, however, the fact that these games have been put to one side, it just makes it a lot different. Mm. But yeah, Leeds, as you say, they're starting to put a run together. Can they keep that up? Who knows? Um, but yeah, a lot of people did think West Ham would have that similar thing where, you know, we had it. We got to that Europa spot and you can't keep up with the fact that Europa and Premier League and stuff, you can't seem to find that rhythm between the two. But it seems that they have. They've stuck with the formula. It works. Yeah. And fair play to them. Long may yeah. it continue because uh, it's nice to see at least one team in Claret and Blue doing well. <laughs> well, there are three of you, so you don't that one of you would have a pretty decent season. Um, <laughs> last, this would have been the last game. And you did say earlier about trusting in the process. Uh, and I, <laughs> Arsenal, what are you doing? I mean, Arteta seems to slowly be getting it right. Um, for me, Doug, I mean, you know, he went on a big, he went on a run about winning six games after starting the season with three, you know, with no points after three games. Um, yeah. I just, 
I just don't. And, and then, but Spurs, on the other hand, great signing as a manager. I think they finally got it right. And I think the fact that they've got him now is actually better than having got him at the start of the season because they needed they needed him more than he needed the job. You know, and he he can yeah. demand what he wants now when he's gone in. So they both come back strong, and this could be, you know, you could say, I mean, they're fifth and sixth respectively. Conte's not lost since he's come in, um, no. and either of them could sneak top four. I think I'd probably have to go for Spurs out the two, but you yeah. know, I, I think I think they've both turned it around this season. Absolutely. Uh, you look at Arsenal and, you know, at the start of the season, obviously they had those three defeats in there, that obviously Brentford, uh, Chelsea and City. And, you know, they were bottom the league. Um, I think Arteta's job was was up for question as well. Mm. But the thing is, they've, they have improved. They've, had, they've gone on a very, very good run. But, that, but I think the thing is with Arsenal is that it's their youngsters that have been really, really impressive for me. Smith Rowe has been excellent. Mm. Martinelli's been excellent. At Ramsdale, no, nobody's talked about Ramsdale. Yeah. Everybody, I think, including myself, probably Dan, including yourself, Chris, probably mm. said at the time, Aaron Ramsdale, thirty-two million pounds, which is obviously a, a record for a goalkeeper, is a was a very very interesting bit, bit of business. Um, well, uh, for it, sure, it, maybe that save he made for Madison. Don't remind me. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw my end up. I'll be honest now. When when we were we were linked with him prior to Arsenal, you know the teams around at the languishing at the time, yeah. his name were being banded about. Me personally, I was of that thought of, well, he's been with Sheffield United, they've been relegated. He's been he's been with Bournemouth, they've been relegated, and things like. And you're like, right? Yeah. Is is it the fact that he can't command his back four? What is it? Is it? But you can't just obviously lay the blame at him. Maybe it's just the fact, and as you can see, he's just been in two sides that were clearly at the time on the decline. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it, it it was a strange one, but he's definitely going to to prove a lot of doubters wrong. And uh, put it yeah, one way, Dean Henderson at Manchester United must be shitting himself because he must be screaming for a move if he wants to try and stake a claim to being one of the next England goalkeepers. Oh, definitely. I mean... Ask you guys, and you 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 can't sit on the bench. The, the thing was, at least the fact that it was postponed, one person was happy, and that was Steve Linux because he yeah. actually he wouldn't predict. He actually refused to predict this game. He wouldn't even go for a draw. And the fact that these games are postponed means nobody's getting the points at all. So at least he's uh, he's happy about that. But guys, pick who's who's going to finish higher out of these two this season. Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. Full house. Really? Well, well I'll, just, I'll just say that. And I'll, I'll leave that up there <laughs> for you, Static. You know. Um, <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Before we go, as they say, I'm sounding like Gary Lineker, aren't I? Let's have a look at the table. You can sit back and put your feet up for a minute, Dan, because we're going to look at the top ten first. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Don't want a nosebleed, do I? No, no, no. That's the top half. I mean, it is looking. It's uh, uh, you'd need Manchester City to have a real collapse, and Liverpool or Chelsea to literally not lose a game for the rest of the season. Um, and I think say Man United, I think are out of it. 
And like you say, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even finish up in Europe. Um, yeah. Who can you, I mean, can you see West Ham, Doug, getting top four? They could, but they need to win every single game to have a chance for me. Um, mm. They have to start winning the games against your Leeds, Brentford, Newcastles. They have to start winning those games, in my opinion. Um, you know, they, they, they used to. They used to as well, but I do think that um, Spurs will clinch that um, that fourth spot. I, 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 yeah. I'm going to stick with Spurs, but it'd be lovely to have a new uh, like a new club finishing top four, wouldn't it? West Ham finishing top four. I would be very, very happy if they finished top four. It'd be just someone new as well, but unfortunately, I just think Spurs are just going to pip them. Where would you play, before I come on to Dan and the, the bottom of the table, where would you say uh, Leicester will finish? Um, I am going to say that you'll just finish outside the European places. I'm going to say eighth. Right. So you, you don't think we will get um, conference? Nope. I don't. You see, I'd, I would actually be happy with the conference. And this is what makes me laugh. Everybody's taking the piss out. I mean, I don't agree with Leicester being in it because I don't agree with teams that have failed in one tournament being able to drop down into the one below and, and like Man United last season and get to the, you know, ne nearly win the Europa uh, in the final. But with Leicester, we, we'd, we'd be happy with the, um, with, with the, uh, 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 the conference. But, well, you know. Glad you're not coming on for another four weeks, Doug. <laughs> Damn the man. Um, not looking good for you, but you do have those games in hand. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting bottom end of the table, as you see. Um, Leeds in there, Everton, Watford, Norwich, Newcastle. They're all teams that could still get slowly dragged into it. I think, you know, that bottom five... That bottom five is massive. You know, mm -hmm. results each week, you, pretty much each team is like hoping what's the best. You're looking at the games probably going, what's best case scenario? A point here, a point there. You know, that Newcastle-Watford game, for us, that was perfect. A point in that game was perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, if we'd have got a point in the, you know, Norwich-Everton game, even, um, yeah. would have been better. But it's one of them where, you know, we can't keep saying this. We do it as fans, don't we? Where oh, that'll be that'll be better for us. That'll be better for us. But you know, your team has to do the dirty work. Your team has yeah. to, you know, get the results. It's all well and good saying yes, that's the result we wanted. But if your own team's not going to, you know, pull up stops, it's worrying. As I say, we're there at the moment. We're still in it points wise. You look at the yep, points. You are. We're still far. Yeah. We're a couple of games. We're not out of it. Even one win. Yeah. One win propels us. You know, to the yeah. cusp of getting out. So, I mean, Aaron says there two wins on the bounce. I mean, just just look, it's worked for Leeds. You know, <laughs> Leeds mm. have just won two, and they're sort of you know that the points are, are looking a lot better. I mean, for me, Dan, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm more interested watching the battle at the bottom than I am at the battle at the top because that's kind of like no disrespect, Doug, but that's kind of over and done as we said earlier, but. Here at the bottom, you know, it, it, it's still, I mean, you know, 
Leeds could still get dragged in it. I mean, I know as, yeah. as Leicester, we've said so often, every time we get a win, that's it, we're going to kick on from here, and we haven't. So if Leeds don't, they'll be back in it. Everton are definitely in it. Are you, are you going to stay up, do you think, Dan, or are you going to be going down? Uh, I, I, I think we're going down. Personally, mm. I think we're going down. Um, I just think there's not enough about the squad. As I say, you lose your big key striker. So who have you got now? A bunch of has-beens that are past it now in terms of backup. Um, those games in hand against Everton and Watford are massive. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. massive. Yes. Um, they are season-defining games. And if you don't get anything from those two, then you, you just stick an R across our name already. For me... Yeah. Relegation doesn't it doesn't fear me. Yeah, I'll be upset at the fact that we're going down. Of course, any fan would be. It's the manner of which we're going down, and the fact that we haven't rebuilt. We've kept the same squad for years upon years, and that's coming to bat us in the backside now, because we've not brought anybody in. And as we know, seasons progress, money gets higher for players. And Burnley just are like, oh shit, that's that's another two or three million on a player that we really wanted, but now he's worth a bit more. It's it's like I said to you, Chris. Last season there were three teams worse off than Burnley. This season we're one of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll be gutted. I'll be gutted, of course. Um, if we get out of it, there at the end of the season. No, I I, I want him out in January. Right. I want him gone in January. I want to give Nathan Collins a chance. James Tarkowski has made mistake after mistake, game in, game out this season. So I'm not being funny. If you bring a 20-year-old in, in Nathan Collins, if he makes a mistake, he's learning. You get that. Tarkowski is being banded about like he was a 40 million player, 60 million player. Now it's a case of let's try and grab him on a free. And if that's what you want, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Go for it. But would, would you, I think it will come back and bite a thing in the arse. What's that? Would you swap Vestergaard for him, please? <laughs> you know what? I actually would. <laughs> hey, right, done. Done, hang on. Hang I on, actually would. Do you know what? I think Vestergaard, I think Vestergaard, Sean, I think Vestergaard would actually be pretty decent in a Burnley side. That aerial ability at the back. You know, the fact that <laughs> Burnley... Aerial ability? Set... <laughs> he can't jump six inches. He <laughs> don't need to jump. He's all right. He's big enough. He's big enough, and he's got an head like he's got an head like him from uh, Labyrinth, and he looks like that swimming. <laughs> Guys, it's been brilliant. Uh, went on a bit longer than I thought it would do, but I really enjoyed that talking about the games and the different clubs. Um, yours isn't at the moment, Dan, but it will be when I come off because you were sort of a late late substitute, a bit like Denmark at the Euros. You know, you came, you came <laughs> or Greece was it came through on the outside last minute uh your the so twitters and your youtube channels are in the um details below um oops hang on no i did that wrong <laughs> <laughs> i pressed i didn't mean to do that uh douglas where can we find you yeah you can find me on the dugout football channel a uh, youtube channel i am also on twitter that's my twitter there and on underscore 1992 i'm also on instagram at douglas.horn and you can find me at facebook at douglas james horn chris it's been a pleasure 
I've really, really enjoyed it, and I look forward to being on with you uh, more often as well. Thank you. You're always welcome, mate, and uh, I might have to drag you on here if, if one of the others doesn't turn up. But <laughs> 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 it's, it's Maisie next week, and, yeah, I don't think I'll drag Maisie off to put you back on. No disrespect, sir. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no, brilliant, mate. Love having you on. Thanks very much. Take care, and uh, speak to you Take soon. Take it easy, dog. Thank you, Jesus. Take care. Cheers, guys. Oh, Dan, like I say, going to add your details in afterwards. Um, where, where can we find you? I'm, oops, I've done it again. I must learn. I used to know what I was doing. You, you can find <laughs> me hidden behind you, Chris. You can find me hidden behind you on camera. <laughs> That's, that is worrying when you piss in the corner. <laughs> oh, well, that calls for this. Oh, Go on, there Dan. we go. No, tell us where where people can find you and how close are you to the one chip challenge? (laughs) (laughs) One side, don't know anybody. You can you can can find me on Turf More House, as you can see at the bottom, like Doug said with his channel. Uh, You can find me under that same name on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And also, we do do podcasts now, so half of our shows do end up going onto podcast platforms. You'll probably hear Chris's voice on there quite a bit. Uh, it's better than his face, to be honest. It's quite a soothing voice. I think he should do a podcast on his own. You know? <laughs> There's always one. There's I love always the fact one. you went to play yourself. I went to mute you again, knowing you there, were there, There's it. me literally about singing your praises, saying that, listen, you know, people could listen to you and it would send them off into a nice sleep. And I, but I meant it in a nice way that you've got a soothing voice. Yeah, yeah, whatever. As Mike said here, at least the guy that's, uh, that's, called, uh, that's called Dan on that thing has hair. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, no, speaking of Ooh. which, you Ooh. know the actual bloke that you've got that's pissing on the Burnley badge? Yeah. Funnily enough, we were where we were yesterday. It was even yeah, we yesterday there were a car in front of us and the, they had that blow, they had that guy on the back of their car, and I was all, and Kate's like, Oh my god, take a picture, take a picture, send it, Chris. And I'm like, No, no, because then they'll be like, What are you doing? Clambering up back of someone else's car to have a piss. <laughs> oh man. Honestly, you uh, you walked into that one. You you know about it, don't you, Doug? Yes, I know about it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what a shame! Because if you didn't, I was going to make uh, Dan tell tell us all again. But <laughs> he Please likes not. to wake up in the middle of the night and and water the plants in the corner. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> it has been brilliant. I love this show. We're going to do it every Monday at nine o'clock. Uh, we've got uh, Doug on. We've got Maisie. We've got. Um, Oh, who else have we got? We've got Julian Watts will be doing it. I'm sure Dan will be popping on now and again. Um, I know Monday's a difficult one for him. And Elton Wellsby, a good old uh, Scouse ex-TV presenter, will be coming on as well. Oh, excellent. Excellent. But um, thank you guys very much. Stay safe. And um, I will see everybody tomorrow. We've actually got a match on Wednesday because we're not playing a team that will... Well, actually, we are playing a team that will call it off. We've got Tottenham. <laughs> uh, so we've got, we have got tomorrow, um, 
God, I've just panicked then. It said Liverpool. I've not opened my diary at the right thing. Um, oh, God. What we've got tomorrow, 7 o'clock, we've got the preview show with me, and let's talk Tottenham. Looking forward to the games. Good luck with your games, guys, if you've got them this week. And, um, Chris, what have you got on the back of your Leicester City shirt? Nothing on this one, because this is the third... I say it every year, this is the third shirt, and I bought all three, so I couldn't afford to have anything put on the back. And a quick last message from Aaron for you, uh, sw Swampy Doe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Uh, good luck with your games, and I'm sure we'll speak in the, in the next week. Take care, guys. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, thank you. See you Cheers. later. Bye. <clears throat> Thanks, thanks. You know, what I like about having Doug and having Dan both on is that you kind of get both ends of the table, don't you? You know, you can't, I can't be accused. <laughs> no, no, you're not second from bottom, Dan. You're actually bottom. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I can't say that. I've decided I can't say that, even though we're past the watershed. Guys, thanks very much. Burnley at bottom. Think the guy knows it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm so, so sorry. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> he knows he knows I have a bit of fun with Burnley. I'll see you tomorrow night at seven o'clock with Let's Talk Tottenham previewing the game. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining in. And if you're catching up on the podcast, thanks for listening as well. Take care. Stay safe. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.